Welcome back, Love Boat Project, episode three. With me again is my co-host, Mike Robertson. I am Mike Taylor, and this week we have our very first guest. Uh, welcome aboard, Captain Jamie Callahan. How are you, sir? Ahoy. I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Hey, Jamie, have you ever been on a cruise? Because neither I've, Mike and I have ever been on one. I've never been on a cruise. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't know if I've ever really had the desire to be on a cruise. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where we've landed so far. I feel like we're going to have to have a cruise person at some point because there's just <laughs> there's like cruise etiquette and cruise lifestyle that just I don't know if it's part of the show or part of the 70s or both, but definitely we need to have like Kathy Lee Gifford or somebody who's big into cruises <laughs> on the show at some point. So I mean, because some people really are. They are like cruise, cruise, yeah. cruise. Oh, yeah. And they get yeah. into it. And I I think my concern, not just from the Sausage King issue from last week, but was I've heard of so many people getting food poisoning uh, mm -hmm. on cruises. Now, it's not my number one, like, this is why I don't want to go on there. But like, it's the talking to people. It's the talking to strangers. That's definitely that's the, it's that's the biggest thing. Like in person, yeah. talking to strangers on a boat. But, there's nowhere to, to go. Point, nowhere to go. It, it comes up eventually. But like at the captain's dinner, like the captain knew this one couple. They have been on enough that he's just recognizing them from previous trips. Right. So some people, it's their thing. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and my wife is no. She will not get on a boat. So it's great. I, I I never really wanted to. You know, sometimes they have these themed ones. Like there was a wrestling one and they have like a jam cruise jam where cruise, yeah. maybe the idea thinks, you know, thinks like, oh, that would be fun. But then I think I'm on this metal thing that like, how does it even float? It's so heavy. Like, I don't. <laughs> I think I don't if we that. finish, I think if we successfully finish this thing, the last yeah. episode, we should do it on a, on a cruise. On a cruise. Ooh. Yeah. That's a great idea. With all the money we make off of this. Oh, yeah. We, we only have 260 episodes to go. So awesome. can, can I be on the last episode? Absolutely. I mean, we need, a, we need a sea captain. I mean, come on, <laughs> join us. It would be, it would be virgin cruises for all of us. It would be great. You could, could go boiler makers. Nothing goes wrong on a cruise. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong on a cruise. Uh, so let's get into it. So this, this is the uh, love boat season one, episode three. Name of the episode is X plus Y. Graham and Kelly and gold Nangers. So again, on this, so the way they do this, Jamie, they always have three stories, but not only the three stories, but it's also like three completely different crews and uh, three, three different directors, three different writers, three different directors. So it's a interesting a lot going on. So as a, just a, a quick summary, uh, Julie becomes smitten with a handsome tour guide. Uh, a recently divorced couple enjoy one last role in the hay, before pretending it never happened and going back to their significant others, just trying to, you know, let, you let's put just that in the synopsis. Yeah. Well, the, you know, you know, I, I'm okay. Okay. I was going to say, that's a big spoiler. <laughs> uh, uh, two preteens explore the awkwardness of falling in love for the first time. Falling in love. All right. Okay. It was awkward. All right. It was awkward. <laughs> uh, so original air date, October 8th, 1977. So on this particular episode, we had some heavy hitters uh, for guest stars. Um, Loretta Swit, Robert Reed. I got a lot to say about Robert Reed. Richard Mulligan, um, Pamela Bellwood, Scott she Bayo. She looked familiar, Who's Pamela that? Bellwood. She looked familiar, but I don't know that I knew her from anything. She wasn't in, she was in like a, a bunch of little shows. It wasn't like, 
Yeah. She was one of those guest stars on a million. Probably looks shows. like somebody else that I know or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, who else? Scott Bayo, Christy McNichol, uh, Hermione Baddeley. She was Kitty Pickerel, the grandmother. Oh, Kitty. Interesting. Oh. Uh, and Charles Frank as Jim Wright. You remember him being Mr. Wright. So let's talk a little bit about these guest stars. Uh, Loretta Swit. We all remember MASH uh, ran from 72 to 83. She went on to appear on The Love Boat again in 1984. And here's an interesting thing one uh, for you here. Loretta Swit played the role of Christine Cagney in the movie pilot uh, for the TV series Cagney and Lacey, but could not continue the role due to contractual obligations. So who was it? Like Sharon Gless replaced her, but like. So was she was like she was on MASH and was going to go right from that to Cagney and Lacey? I don't know. I mean, I don't I, I don't think she could do both. Maybe she was going to pull like a colonel, like, you know, like when they brought in. Uh, or uh, when Ernst. they blew up, when they blew up Henry Blake's. Yes. After, yeah. So. Awful what they did to that port. <laughs> don't anyway, leave the show, man. <laughs> don't leave the show. Don't leave the show. We'll kill you in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. It's so mean. Like, it's bad enough it's during time of war, but like. He's definitely going to end up in this at some point, right? McLean Stevenson. Like, there's no way oh, he doesn't show up. I got to say, he's multiple. <laughs> yeah. Multiple. That like guy's just. <laughs> he's just in all that. Cr- He'll be. He's like, I think he was in Aftermath. You know what I mean? He was in all these weird. He was dead. How would he have been in Aftermath? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Uh, all right. So let's talk. Robert Reed, obviously, as Barney Mason. Terry Larson, Loretta Switz, ex-husband. So, so let's, obviously, he's Brady Bunch, right? We get it. Yeah. He was Brady Bunch. He was Mike Brady. So Brady Bunch ran 1969 to 74, all right? This is post-Brady Bunch. This is post-Brady Bunch. Okay. And I always find it interesting to see the parallels in the years, right? Like, why why would this star be, or the, why would this star be on this show? Obviously, it seems like a promotional opportunity. Well, it was <clears throat> Brady Bunch Hour was on TV nineteen seventy six to nineteen seventy seven. Oh was no, a, the variety that was thing? A variety show. Oh no, but let forget all that. I found something so disturbing about a show called The Brady's. It came out in nineteen ninety. He was a part of it. There was only six episodes. Hmm. All right, so this 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 gets a little nutty here. Uh, so this fo- <laughs> this focuses up on the main characters as adults, right? And this is a follow-up to the series Brady Brides in 81. Um, they were using more dramatic storylines, right? But they're still using the laugh track, right? Uh, <laughs> let me just give you a few of the plot lines just to show you the complete ridiculous. I, I had to share this because it's just crazy. Okay, so... Do you remember it being on? I do remember... Um, I remember the Brady brides, you know, and it was more curiosity. Cause I was like, well, I wonder what they look like grown up, like all the Brady people. And there was TV movies and stuff like that. But I do remember this. Um, I don't think I watched it, but I think I saw like some promotion, like it, it sticks in my head. Um, and it is bonkers. <laughs> um, it is horrible. Uh, not, so Mike, family patriarch he become he begins a political career pretty standard okay uh greg here's where it gets crazy okay wait uh, is now an obstetrician right and is married to a nurse named nora and they have a son together named kevin played by jonathan taylor thomas sorry this is the next one where it gets crazy sorry, from home improvement from home improvement yeah jtt jtt 
Bobby's budding auto racing career ends abruptly in the first episode after an accident leaves him a paraplegic. As he recovers, he marries his college girlfriend. Wait. (laughs) Um, Peter breaks up with his fiance, to whom he became engaged in a very Brady Christmas. Again, one of those TV movies. So she didn't want to come back she for a like series. No, she said, I don't yeah. want to be Mrs. Peter Brady. You know, I, I want someone can't on commit, the top. Can't commit to you know that one. I mean? yeah. Give me Greg or nothing, you know? <laughs> uh, it begins dating the abusive daughter of Mike's political revi- uh, rival. Wrinkles, wrinkles. All right. We're, and we're, we're almost done, but you got it. Jan and Philip, they were married. They're unable to conceive children of their own. They adopt a Korean girl named Patty. Okay, and Marsha, a stay-at-home mom, battles alcoholism while Wally, Marsha's husband, loses the yet Beaver's another... brother? No, no, no. <laughs> I think, I mean, imagine There's he played himself. It's like yeah. an adult Wally. Uh, while Tony Wally Dow loses... getting some work in the early 90s. <laughs> Always in the shadow yes. of that damn beaver. Always. <laughs> Screw you, Jerry Mathers. You know what I mean? I'm tired of your crap. <laughs> I bet you Jerry Mathers could he, back in the day charged a lot for an autograph versus versus <laughs> Wally or Eddie Haskell. He's making some beaver bucks back in the day, you know. I bet you he talked about himself in the first person too. Yes. You know what I mean? The beaver's hungry. Beaver doesn't do this. <laughs> He's gonna end up on this show. No, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. He's no America's doubt. sweetheart, Jerry Mathers. The only 63-year-old was still with dimples in his cheeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, his, little, his little Just, hat. Little hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcia's stay-at-home mother bottles alcoholism while her husband Wally uh, Cleaver uh, loses another uh, in a series of jobs. Uh, the latest being as Mike's campaign manager, Wally and Marcia, <laughs> who have been forced to move in with Mike and Carol along with their two children, open a catering business to support the family. And, and we're almost done here. This is uh, radio show host Cindy. Uh, begins a ro- romance with her boss, a widower more than 10 years, her, her senior who has two children. Um, an unproduced script had Mike Brady die in a helicopter accident. And when he went to check out, a pro- when he went to check out a progress at a fire break, the script called for Carol to sing at the funeral. In addition, Jan would have finally gotten pregnant. Gary would have proposed to Cindy and Peter would have taken over Mike's position as city councilman and the mobile trauma mu- uh, unit that he helped build would have been named after Mike Brady. Whoa. That's a wrap. So they had six episodes. I don't want to see that. No. No. Any of that. Uh, And obviously. For you for city council, you're an architect. Yeah. He didn't have any, uh, he didn't have any practical experience. He had AstroTurf in his backyard. Like what? What's going on there, man? The long way is though, Robert Reed is a tour de force in this thing. Oh, oh, he, he doesn't mess around. so good in this episode. It's probably the best performance of anybody we've seen so far. I I think so. It was strong. He had a lot of camera time, too. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, I didn't have a timer on it, but he really did. And then, obviously, the, you know, uh, it, it's such a crazy thing. Imagine playing that dad all those years, but being like, you know, it, it, it's just amazing. I, I guess, and Barry Williams did an interview uh, he said that he just he didn't want to go there. He didn't want to talk about it. And he, don't, and he said that uh, basically, I don't think it was open for discussion for anybody. Yeah. 
You know, and well, he's saying he was, if it ever was, come out, it would have it would have screwed the whole show up and his career. He was, he was great, and I thought it was interesting because this is what, as we've kind of discussed, I don't think I've ever actually seen full episodes of The Love Boat. Like I know the song, I know the crew, but like yeah. I don't really understand Same. any of it. And I, this is what I think it is: is guest stars playing completely against the character you know them mm. to be. And I thought there was more of that this episode than there had been in any of the other ones. Every the other episodes, like Jimmy Walker was playing Jimmy Walker. Yeah. George John uh, Ritter Sherman was Hensley John Ritter. was Sherman Hemsley. Yeah, yeah. John Ritter was Jack Tripper. This was like actual characters being different people, you know. And I thought that was that's good, and that's kind of what I assumed the show would be more of. So I'll tell you, it seemed like Loretta Swit took it took it f- very seriously. Like yeah. there was some acting, you know. It was just a. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good on them. Yeah. Um, Richard Mullen. <laughs> What's that? I would say you can't go more against the Mike Brady character than pointing a rifle at your yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then getting drunk and betting your ex. Yeah. <laughs> and then showing uh, that guy. Yeah. It, it was so weird. You're like, well, everything's tied up in a bow. And I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, like, yeah. what are you what are you talking about? There's this is crazy. They didn't really deal with literally any of the issues. No, no. They just created no. more. Ugh. Uh, it's somebody Mul- else's problem. It is somebody else's problem. It's it's awful. Uh, Richard Mulligan is Ron uh, Ron Larson, uh, and the whole fact that he was the marriage counselor for them that yeah that was a that's not disbarment. I mean, I don't that's think shady. Hell, man. That's shady. It's, it's okay. a but if they did have a bar, if you had to pass the bar, yeah. you'd be marriage counselor. That, that should be it's rule people. one. Like you know, yeah. you can't do that. No. Yeah, don't do that. Don't well, do that. Like, it's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you guys. Also, would you like to go out? Like, that's not. How's that transition going? <laughs> that that seems awkward. It's that's, like the, that's like the conflict of interest that uh, politicians regularly abuse. Well, isn't there. Wouldn't you think that it, I would think that for him, like he would have to have like a code in a sense where like unofficial yeah. would be like, well, if I wait three months, like post divorce. <laughs> I'm good, but like he wanted some sweat. You know what I mean? He had to have like, like the whole thing is you're learning the innermost secrets, and you know that's why like every bad um heart not horror, but like psychological thriller in the 90s was always like some femme fatale falling in love with their psychiatrist and him using everything that he knows in their sessions to get her and stuff like that. It's like nine different movies in the 90s. Richard Mulligan might be a serial killer. <laughs> well, I think too, just like you said, you know, like I, I remember being situations where like there was a girl that I may have liked, right? Who who I didn't have anything in common with her and, and, and say like very much round peg square hole, right? I've told, you know, I don't like sports. I know I don't, I would do it, you know, what, whatever. And then, you know, football season comes around and I'm like, oh, my bad. I forgot to tell you. But what I'm saying <laughs> with this guy, he, he would be able to do that at such an advanced level. Right. Having that inside information where like he knows all like he just wanted some sweat. That's what this whole thing was about. Yeah, but you like, know what? He, she and, got and bingo. because of that too. Because he was all like, you should really work it out. And she worked it out uh, already. That's a bit of a he knew too. That was all everybody's playing 3D chess in this one. <laughs> and that other girl, the other girl just wanted to play bingo. She was just there's just she came off as sort of vapid. You know what I mean? Because it's like well, yeah, but not, but not, but, but, but she's also a anthropology major or something. Like she had a real career. Just because she had a rock in her pocket doesn't make her an anthropologist. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
get out of here, lady. Maybe Ma'am. she worked the anthropology. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, you spell yours with an IE. I know you. I know your tricks. I like your scarves. You know what I mean? But no. Your goods. Your get out of here. Tablecloths. You know, I actually went to an anthropology to buy a Christmas gift for my wife, and there was this thing hanging on a stick, and I had no idea what it was. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to get this. It's really soft. And I went to leave. And I go, yeah, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's like a throw blanket. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. But sight unseen, it was on a stick hanging to the floor. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. That, shout out Anthropology. It's a gratuitous virtual ad that you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> My phone's ringing. It's the Anthropology people right now. Look at forever. <laughs> uh, Richard Mulligan, uh, he, he was on Soap, 77 to 81. Uh, Empty Nest, which was a Golden Girls spinoff, 88 to 95. Won a Golden Globe for the lead actor. In a you know, we series. got an Empty Nest reunion in this one. I know we do. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Love Boat appearance for him, uh, 1978. Pamela Bellwood as Judy Watson. I didn't have much on her. Again, she was kind of yeah. all over the place. Um, Hermione Badley. This is a very interesting one here. She played Kitty Pickerel, who was the grandmother of Scott Bayo. <sighs> Uh, nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for a, a movie called Room at the Top in 1958. But the interesting thing is, she only appeared in the movie for two minutes and 32 seconds. It's the shortest performance ever to be nominated for an Academy Award. She must have kicked the door in two minutes and 32 seconds, and they want to give you the award. And you're nominated for an award? Came in, got a bunch of shots off, went out. Went out. She, got, she got paid by the hour. You know what I mean? No, she didn't get paid by the hour. Forget me. Two minutes <laughs> and 32? That's crazy. Have you, I mean, have you heard of that movie? I've heard of the name, but I, I don't. It doesn't ring a bell. Uh, she also appeared. Um, well, it's funny. Her, her career from her first project to her last went from 1927 to 1982. That's a chunk of time. She was in uh, uh, Mary Poppins. Poppins. So I looked her up because she looked and sounded so familiar to me. She was in The Secret of Nim. I don't know that I've seen anything except Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was really surprised. And I haven't seen Mary Poppins in 35 years, 40. I don't don't have have kids. Like I haven't seen it in a long time. So I I looked her up. I don't remember the character because I think her character was a nanny, which seems weird because it was Mary Poppins, the nanny. So I, but she's a rival. rival. (laughs) But here's the funny part. So when I'm looking it up, I'm looking for the pictures on IMDb to see, oh, maybe it'll, it'll trigger something. She looks exactly the same, but you know who else was in that movie Hmm. that showed up in one of those pictures? Hmm. Arthur Treacher. Arthur Treacher. Yes, the same you, one. The fish guy? The guy who lent his name to the Arthur Treacher restaurant empire. Oh, I, I love Arthur Treacher's, which go. I thought it was Arthur Treacher's, but I I like this pronunciation. Maybe it, it makes it sound a little... They had, I mean, if we're going off pronunciations by me, that's not going to be a successful well, plan. You know, so, I, yeah. you know uh, I used to like, out of all the, fa- the seafood fast foods, you know, you had the Long John Silver's. Arthur Treacher's or Treacher's was the one we always went to. I've never been to that one. Big old, big old fries. They give you like the malt vinegar in the little container. It was, it was legit as far as fried fish goes. Yeah. All right. So that's Hermione Baddeley. Uh, Charles Frank, who played Jim Wright. He was on All My Children from 1970 to 74. He played Scott Carpenter in the movie The Right Stuff in 1983. Uh, Ke- Christy McNichol was at Kelly Rixey. Man, she was an empty nest as well. A uh, bit of her, you know, she was reunited there or, you know, 
um she was in everything man like yeah she really it, the was. list was ridiculous because yeah, this this almost has to be pre all that right what where is she oh, in the middle yeah. of it no no well her again her first uh appearance was about 12 so her first appearance like in any was about three years prior to this because gotcha. she was about 15 but oh man just she def- i just there's so many 70s things where she pops up as guest star yep. or it's just crazy all right, I, I saved the last but least. <laughs> Not a fan. Mr. Scott Bayo. Uh I, I'll say this about Mr. Scott Bayo. Like, what a career. Um <laughs> it's you know, it's funny. I I the more I looked into him, the more I I, I didn't add any notes on his name because I was I was it left such a weird he had such a career. Like right after this, he he was added to uh, Happy Days, you know, and that was on for so long. You know, the Joni Machachi, you know, Joni Machachi was so big. And Charles in Charge and Zapped, and on and on and on and on and on. And he was in those reality shows. I watched him. You know what I mean? Scott Bayo's forty nine and single or something like that. It was a train wreck. But he apparently, was not, he, hmm. he was he was not. This was a miscast, I feel like. I think so, too. They should have had an uglier kid who was awkward. Ralph Macchio would have been great. He's a little uglier, don't you think, than Scott Baio? If you had to pick one or the other? Yeah. 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 But it was just like all his weird, like, shtick and everything. And he couldn't, I don't know, it would have made more sense if it was somebody who was, like, really charming, but couldn't get it out. But this is like Scott Bayo, so it was hard. Yeah, it was to the other way. It, you know? Yeah, like this guy clearly. Yeah, yeah. Bayo's doing. Bayo's doing just fine at just on the love fine. boat at twelve. Is my guess. So you, you can tell he was going to be a Reaganite even at that age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said like, he was, like, that's why he knew all that stuff about bridges. He's big infrastructure guy. Oh God, he was. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. It kind of surprised me that he he kind of was like that you know what i mean or, or so vocally like that yeah i mean i'm just surprised and and lately you know more where another allegation came out about his time at charles you know charles in charge against him so there's like all this weird do you think I don't know. that do you think that this love boat episode and being around the navy inspired the <laughs> character of the grandfather in charles in charge who Absolutely. i believe was a he always Absolutely. had a military hat on he was a navy man mm-hmm. yeah might have been Steubing's hat too. You never know. <laughs> that guy would have been a better Steubing. That guy was great. Wow, I'm so far. Steubing's a little disappointing. I got to be honest with you. We'll get yeah. So uh, as the as the passengers, well, let me say this before. So be, beginning of the show, um, there's Julie. Number one, there's a new set. There's a new set, and there's a set outside of the ship as the people are showing up. Now, in the previous two episodes, they're all coming into this lobby. You know, with that right. sta- staircase. Yeah, but no staircase this week. No. Yeah. So Julie's out there with, you know, with her thing in that, like, hall thing, which they, they used, like, three times in this episode, that same set. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Um, and, and it goes back to what we said, which is just, there are all these people lined up in a cattle chute asking where their rooms are. And Julie's got to check this this piece of paper that who knows? I would love to see how that is organized. Is it alphabetical? Is it like by room number? By room like, number. Oh. But like they said, aft again. I did. I was like, I know what that. it I is that too. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we, that just seems like such a nightmare compared to whatever a cruise is today, which is probably like we said last week, like a scan card or something like that. 
Well, I bet too. Like if, if you have to go through TSA to get on an airplane, I, I would assume that you'd have to do something similar to get on a boat going into like international waters or different countries. We well, can do whatever you want international waters, but to getting oh, getting yeah, there, I'm talking about here. <laughs> so. But like here, there's no ID. That's what we, you know, and Jamie. That's what Mike and I always say. It's like there's no. It, was, was that what was that what it was really like? Was it so free and easy? Just like ah, it, it could have been that that easy. But. You could you could have snuck onto a cruise ship in the seventies easily. Yeah. I mean, John Ritter did last week. You know what I mean? <laughs> essentially. Plus, I don't remember what that first family's name was, but it's like I'm the Joneses. I'm sure there's oh, a yeah, Jones yeah. on this thing. Like it's like it's <laughs> always yeah. It was just uh, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, so passengers are excitingly boarding the ship. Uh, Julie and Gopher going over check-ins list. When Julie happens to glance across the lobby, sees someone she likes, and she says, "Gorgeous." Like, do your job, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand any of this. So, at first, I th- assumed that they had had a fling in the past, which would have made more sense. They're trying to get together. These olds are in the way. Whatever. But no, it was literally the first time they ever met. And and this Jim Wright guy who, I don't know, like we've seen better looking guys on this boat so yeah, far, right? Like he's not some everyone. dead guy. No, no, no. He's top. And they're just like Gaga. Guy. I'm like, Julie, yeah, you're right. A, you're working. B, <laughs> yeah, this guy's whatever. Like, Keep in your down. pants, Julie. Jeez. How long have you been at sea? Well, plus how many well, people does she see every week? They're coming right. on the boat, off the boat. Like this guy wasn't some, you know, come on. Yeah, I was surprised. Like Dennis Kingsley or Kingston or whoever his was Much last better. week. Much yeah. better looking. Yeah. I mean, am I right? The 70s were just a horny decade. Like, yeah. just from wa- watching this, I'm, I'm like, there's every single character. I mean, I know it's the love boat, but I can't tell if it's like a critique of like love, if it's a set, like supposed to be like love wins out in the end. If it's a like a cocaine fueled critique of monogamy, <laughs> what the hell's going on in this fever dream? Like, I, think it, I think it's just a mixed bag, to be honest. Week by week, it's three figure three stories a week, three stories per episode. Every, like different writers throwing stuff at the wall. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, like, that's a pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if any other shows ever did that. Know. Not that I know of, but like I thought that was surprising. Well, this is really the first – I want to think about it before I say it. But I, this is the first one where, in theory, these two people were trying to hook up that they hadn't met mm-hmm. previously in some way. Most of the people have been together or had been together and got together. Um, right. Or there's like a crazy mix them up or something like that. But this was literally like Hydrate. attraction, instant attraction. They spend the whole time trying to get together, which we'll get to it. But – I would think the cruise director would figure out a room that these old people aren't in so they could have 20 minutes by themselves, but she keeps walking them into these old people. (laughs) I'm not sure I want Julie as my cruise director. I I would assume that the busiest time for in in Julie's like job, right. Is when people are getting on the freaking boat to find out their room number, like, and she's turning into jello next to gopher. Gopher's not up to handling that. You saw last week. He couldn't tell John Ritter was the same as the Rick. Come on. You don't want gopher. Yeah. Um, did anybody catch Gopher's first name? Burl? I, Pearl or Burl? Burl? I think it's like Burl, like Burl Ives. Yeah. Or other famous Burls. <laughs> Burl. All the famous Burls. All of them. Right. But he, um, that was, that felt like, you know, we always talk about pilot episode stuff. 
that felt like they were shoehorning that in so you knew oh well my name's burl but everybody calls me gopher and then there was no reaction or nothing it'll, to it'll it. never be mentioned again in the next you know yeah it's just though. like listen, we don't biography. need to think about this anymore everybody's gonna call me gopher or they shot a scene where they called him gopher and realized they hadn't actually explained Wait, it. <laughs> so. maybe there's something coming up Maybe somebody's going, hey, I'm looking for Burl Smith. And I'm going to be like, Burl Smith. You know, I don't know who that is. Like, oh, you mean Gopher? I'm like, Gopher? You know what I mean? It's going to be a fish out of water or somebody from, like, he's going to be from, like, Idaho. You know what I mean? He's not going to be from Los Angeles. You think it's what, like when uh, Principal Skinner wasn't, was, uh, (laughs) he wasn't a Vietnam vet. Or Zarian or whatever it's like. (laughs) (laughs) But mother kept him. Mother kept him, though. So it all ended up, uh, Gopher also had a very unfortunate and Mm. one of the rare ones we've had so far of the day where they were doing the checklist and the Ramirez family was on there and he was like, see, it was like big, big laugh track. Like, all right, good one. (laughs) Good one, Burl. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, So do cruise ships sail out of Los Angeles? I mean, mean, maybe Long Beach. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. This one does. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, I don't. don't, Not that I've ever heard. Well, the port just looks like a cab stand, so I'm not exactly sure. Where would it? Where would it be in LA? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think like. Is this this a? Is this like a water world type alternate (laughs) universe where LA two? It's Earth two. (laughs) You know, flooding has occurred. It's a post. Yeah, I didn't because I never. I honestly never thought. I thought if anything, maybe San Diego. You know yeah. what I mean? They have that big naval base there. It's not like, uh, you know, who knows? Questions. <laughs> I know. I never. Well, we mapped it too because remember JJ Walker uh, right. had to drive and meet the Down ship, the yeah. so he drove like it was ridiculous. And is it the uh, same cruise every week? Like the same route? I think when it's not, then it's a special episode. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like we're going to cruise to Hawaii. Right. That's probably a two-hour episode. Taking that same trip, right? You Puerto Vallarta. Uh, Cobb or whatever, Carbo, yeah, Burbank, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Venice Beach, you know, yeah. uh, Hogan's Beach, Hogan's Beach, yeah. your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was on the show, uh, maybe he will. Be. Oh, he's gonna be on. Oh, god, I hope so, man. God, it'd be great <laughs> just for his acting. Uh, so this guy comes up, he gazes all smitten like at Julie, introduces himself as Jim Wright, Julie purrs. Mm, Mr. Wright, mm-hmm. get it together, uh, lady. Come on. A little too uh, on the nose, too. Like, too really, yeah, Mr. Come Wright. On. Yeah. At least you, you could spell it. Did they spell it with a W? I don't know. Did they? I don't know that it was ever written down somewhere. Oh, so. that's true. I don't have the official. It is written with a W. That makes me feel a little better. That okay. it's not, you know, could be worse. Uh, he explains his tour guide for life begins at 60 a group of seniors invites uh, Julie to join him for a cup of coffee before the cruise gets underway. Yes. Hey, Julie, do me a favor. Step away from your, uh, at your, your duty position. Yeah, where you're checking in your job. Function. You're checking in thousands of guests onto the cruise. Go ahead. Get a cup of coffee with some stranger yeah. you just met. You just started your shift, Julie. Right. You're on thin ice. This is the right. only shift that matters, Julie, right now. Like, Seriously. The, the, okay. So, so, I hate these old people. <laughs> they are the worst. They come in like it's cocoon, like a one-man cocoon show. Yeah, just, just like 
And I get what they're going for. But first of all, life begins at 60. So are you telling me these people are 60? It made me, I got a little worried if they were 60. Like I was like, like, uh, really? That's 60? I, I, these guys are villains. They are villains in the entire show. I hate them. They ruin everything. I like, I was waiting for like Legionnaire's disease or something to wipe them out. Cause they were just like an awful group of human beings. Where's food poisoning when you need it? You know what Seriously? I mean? Where's the sausage King this week? No kidding. Have this sample. I uh, appreciated at the end when it was like, Oh, we're, we're just, we're just ca- agents of chaos. We're just here yeah, to, right. right. You know, you know, we don't have as much time as you do. Well, it doesn't mean you could be an asshole about it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like- yeah. Yeah, that was a weird. I was like, that that's an asshole thing. Like, well, you know, we're gonna do what we want because you know, we're twenty years older than you, or however they want to frame that. It's just a weird. And the thing is, too, it's like again, none of us have been on cruises. I don't know how cruises are. Maybe this happens all the time. But it's like I am on a cruise in theory to relax or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then friggin' Irish Joe or whatever that guy is playing bagpipes in the nightclub when I'm just trying to have a drink. (laughs) Oh. Awful, awful oh. people. Let alone what they did to this Jim. That's kind of on Jim Wright, honestly. And yeah. Julie, Unless, I bet you they were paying him a ton of money. Well, I don't feel it. bad for Jim Wright. Jim Wright knew what he was getting into. He knew these people. He's on but, call twenty four hours. He, he's out there. Apparently, call. Oh, what a terrible hey. job. Like, does he know CPR and stuff? Like, that's why you should be on call twenty four hours for. A, he's got, like, he's got epipens inside his jacket. You know what I mean? Just in case. <laughs> Tapioca pudding in the other, you know what I mean? Glucose How many made strips. it back? How many made it back from the Life Begins at Sixty cruise? <laughs> we started with seven. We got three left. You know what I mean? It I'll is never wear a life jacket again. What's <laughs> <laughs> the point? I don't have much time left. Like, what are you doing? You know, one of the olds was um, mm. the middle bailiff from Night Court. The middle bailiff? The one who replaced... Uh, Post-Bull? No, it was... Um, oh, after uh, Marsh... Uh, Selma? Was Selma the original one? The and then Roz was the lady. third one. They yeah. had a middle one that didn't last that long. She died actually pretty fast. It's, wow, I she's in there. I don't, I don't remember her name. It's a good call. Uh, so life begins at 60 group of seniors, uh, they're singing row, row your boat and demand that Jim come along with them while they check out the ship. So there's the, didn't happen there. No coffee, which do your job. Uh, I did want to make a comment on outside the boat when, um, God, I just want, can I just call him Mike Brady? It's a lot easier. That's the way I called him (sighs) the entire time. So Mike Brady and his new lady. They're they're arriving at the ship and she's saying, like, you know, I need you to have plenty of energy. And I'm yep. yelling at the TV, get back in the car, Robert Reed. <laughs> you don't want any part of this. Get, drive away, sir. And what's with nobody putting trunks in a suitcase? It was that a thing in the 70s. He takes a w- one out of the trunk, and at the very end, um, what's his name? Richard uh Mulligan. Richard Mulligan has this big suitcase and he just puts it in the front seat of the cab. It was so weird. So I was like, why would you, uh... maybe it's like, um, when they were cracking down Ubers a few years ago at the airport, the guy asked no, me to sit couldn't. in the front because they didn't want to make it look like an Uber. So maybe you put a suitcase in there so you can like go in the carpool lane or something. That's <laughs> a good point. Somebody in Arizona, I know got uh, arrested, not arrested. They got a ticket cause they had like a mannequin 
in their passenger seat and they were driving in like the HOV lane like it feels like brilliant I, I, uh, I put a hat on the the passenger seat um, and use the the <laughs> lane a, a baseball hat is it a bucket hat or what what kind baseball of baseball hat nice nice I'm a real person hat <laughs> <laughs> Uh, newlyweds Terry and Ron Larson are above deck marveling at how much sunnier and warmer it is in Los Angeles versus Chicago. That's kind of a no brainer. No sunglasses though for Richard no. Mulligan. Those that's no. bad for your eyes. You're coming out he, of the Chicago winter. You got to get some, some shades on. He's it, not right? scared of lines apparently, you know, um, I asked his wife if she called her ex-husband says he wants her to resolve the differences. So she doesn't harbor any feelings of deep resentment. We know what this is about. We know what this is about. This is some primal stuff going on right here. Like, it's just yeah. amazing that this is how they're framing this. So Isaac comes out to get mm-hmm. their drink orders, and I think they got pina coladas. And Isaac does this bit about you know one is good, two is dangerous, three you're going to be bowling your head. Like, sh- look, this is on me, Isaac. Pour the drinks. I got it. By <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm drunk, that's on me. Your job is to pour them. My job is to drink them. If I'm overserved, that's fine. But I don't need the warning before I even have this first. One. I'm on vacation, man. Well, plus, it's. It, I thought it was interesting. I don't quite understand his role in the ship. Like, I see bartender, right? How does he have time to bring drinks to people on the deck? He's individually? the only person working at this bar. He's waiting. The worst bar ever. He waited. Just the worst. <laughs> he, he, he waited. Long line. He's so nosy, too. He's he always waited on the people's. deck. He yeah. waited at the deck table. He yeah. waited on the kids. Those kids. Room. When he gave him bartending. Yeah. He was given friggin' Mr. Wright iced tea in the morning. Did you see how, how close he got to Mr. Wright at that bar? Like he, he was leaned so far forward. That was like, a very small Lord, set. Whatever Isaac. that set was was very small. There wasn't a lot of room there. He's such a busybody though, man. Let's like get, let's get Isaac another person in that bar staff. Well, I don't think Gopher's capable. I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think that's his uh but you never see do you ever, I haven't seen Isaac making a drink yet. Like even like the pantomime and then pouring. So he's always just. Which is ironic because we've seen serving drinks now. Well, I'm careful. She might be. Uh, we'll hear about that in a few hundred, about 50 episodes. We got something. <laughs> uh, so, Speaking you know. drinking though. Yeah. Grandma. Well, that was and a good one too. The, what, what are they, what are the boiler Boilermaker. Boilermaker. And what, what can you remind me what is in a boilermaker? I looked it up. It is. Well, I didn't look up boilermaker. I actually looked up whiskey sour, which comes. This is a very boozy episode. Yeah. Um, boilermaker is a shot, usually whiskey mm-hmm. and a beer. Sometimes you drop it in, sometimes you don't, but it's very basic. So she's literally getting a shot and a beer at the same yeah. time that Jim's trying to get coffee. So. I mean, it's her cruise too. Well, she you asked what, what I mean? the hooch was when she was getting on the boat. Did Isaac serve her the boilermaker? Yeah, uh, they said it, but I don't think they showed it. I'm just saying, is if it was Isaac, I would think he would say something. If a pina colada is going to put you out, yeah, like I, like you know, I feel like if you're ordering a boilermaker in the morning, you're already past it. You're a pro. You're a pro drinker. Or it's too late. But either way, warnings will not help you. Well, plus, I think it's sort of unspoken that that person doesn't want to hear that. He doesn't want to hear it. Or she or no. she doesn't want to hear that crap. I think she's British, so she can probably yeah, she can handle it. it. She could do it. She might have been up all night. Well, why is it's she the ward of this child? 
Like, wh- mm. what's but that dynamic? The, yeah, I don't know. Well, she was the grandmother. Maybe she's well, grandma fine, taking like, grandson. So, so this grandmom and this 12-year-old are going this boat, and that's it. She's sauced the entire trip. The entire trip. Well, and the fact that, like, he's obviously, like, some, you know, sort of, like, a looked sort of Italian-ish. You know what I mean? It blended beautifully with her British accent. You know what I mean? Like, well, he, oh, I'm from New Jersey. And she's like, like, you're not from New Jersey. You know what I mean? It was just very weird, that part of it. They should have had something else to link them. You had, you needed another, like, a third this is person. My son's son or daughter's oh. son or something. And then something who's raising Christy McNichol and the other person? I was thinking, well, in the beginning, I did see a dad. I did but see a dad left? when they first got on the boat, but then I, he wasn't he in the room. Split. He fell over. <laughs> he said, have a good time. <laughs> we, didn't even get a, we didn't even get like a two-line co-star mm-hmm. guy just to like pop in once in a while. Your 12-year-old daughter is hooking up with this guy. Yeah. Who is weird. She His told him she loved him. Drunk. Yeah. He knows a lot about bridges, which somebody should have contact the authorities about that. That was a little but, weird. Yeah. It was a little uh yeah, that didn't make much sense to me. Um blah, blah, blah. and then he did that weird Igor. No, they went that thing. Like, they went that bit a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, I meant to say about the skeet shooting. I would like to talk about the skeet shooting uh, for a moment. I, have we gotten to this yet? Yeah, I think you're close. Yeah. yeah. So let me just talk about the skeet shooting. I, number one, I thought it was amazing you had skeet shooting on on a ship. Okay. Um, that's a whole thing. That's a if you think about it. A ship is moving. You have wind. You have all the like. What What do you Other do? Passengers. Here? Right, and you drinks and all this other stuff, but but I will say I did. I've been skeet shooting once in my life uh, in southern Tennessee. My friend, uh, my brother's friend, and these people would throw with beers, throwing up these clay things and shooting them. So I, what I saw was amazing. These guys were drinking, but if you take that and then add to that uh, degree of difficulty, like you know, I would imagine cruises are very windy. You know what I mean? Like you're moving at a fast rate. I just thought it was very odd. The fact that there's, they're, they're distributing live, live uh, ammunition and well, drinks. I also thought it was interesting because we just talked about it with Isaac, but in general, the boat is incredibly understaffed. Like all the time, there are the same five people doing all the work, but we have somebody who can just stand there and toss skeets. <laughs> Like it's just yeah. like that's your whole job on this boat. Like go help Julie with the list. That's a good point. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it was just a wick. Who's like? Is that it? Are you just the skeet person? You know what I mean? I don't know. That was a very odd. I mean, grab we a, need to figure out a room. <laughs> How can we give Mike Brady a rifle? Skeet shooting. I don't know. Remember, he joked about like pointing it in their direction too. He like did, uh, he did he point it. Yeah, trying to he give pointed him it in their direction. Like, <laughs> yeah, a a uh, a would be hero could have shot Mike Brady right off the deck. Like, if there was any security on that boat, there, there's no security anywhere on that boat. No. Like, if anything goes south, who's gonna? Like, that's a good point. There's no security. Why wouldn't they have like head of security? That'd be a cool yeah, character on that. You're boat. right. Introducing a rifle into that boat is a bad idea. Let alone that it's this contentious ex-married couple. Well, especially like, how do you do so well? And he's like, I think about my ex-wife every time I squeeze the trigger. Like, <laughs> damn. Dark. Okay. Dark. In case you had any doubt. I want to uh, see 
the the writers of that '90s Brady's uh, you know drama <laughs> write a love boat episode where it's just like it just goes it doesn't like all this dark stuff we thought might happen it just goes there he shoots his ex wife bedlam breaks out on the boat boat sinks they end on an island they turn into cannibals you know what I mean it's just <laughs> everyone has a taste for blood Isaac the last, King. the last love boat <laughs> yeah. I thought it was weird. I didn't bother looking it up. I assume mm. it was a dated reference, but Edsel's stock really caught a stray. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess funny. that was a bad year yeah. for Edsel. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, bear with me here. I got too many pieces of paper in front of me. I have to come up with a better system. So I have uh, so act so that, that's like the end of Act One. Yeah. Is the whole the ski shooting thing. So then they start with the, with the second act. And uh, it's Doc with the boozy grandma and Scott Bayo, And Doc is sitting very weirdly in a lounge chair, legs akimbo and everything. And this is where the bridge <laughs> argument comes. But Doc shouldn't be around children. Not with those socks. Do you see those not socks? Not just not sure. his, general, his, knees. his general behavior so far, he, sh- he shouldn't be around children unless you're actually sick. And even then you should be supervised. It's, Doc is, Doc's, Doc's a creep. He was actually, this was his least creepy episode. Yeah. Which is not saying much. So, no, I think that it's funny with him because I always feel like he's doing a Dean Martin impression when he's talking. Like everything's got to be super smooth. And uh, yeah, this week, what really struck me, uh, not so much, you know, like you said, least creepy appearance was his outfit, right? So he had on the standard, you know, shirt, the shoulder things, you know, this white shorts. I'm assuming Bermuda length shorts, high white knee socks with white dress suit, dress shoes on. And I was just, that, that just blew me away. I, I guess that's professional. You know, I don't know. It, I, you know, like you go to surgery on that boat. Like if something happened, right. There's no helicopter. Have to or anything. Go surgery or no. Is he just like a urgent care guy? He's just keeping that boat pilled up. Like, I don't think I don't think there's anything professional going on there. Gotcha. So you're screwed if anything happens. I think yeah. Doc if, is if Mike Brady did, does in fact wing you with a skeet shot. <laughs> yeah. Doc's he, not stitching you up. Yeah, they call him Doc because he just gives people pills. Like he's yeah. like, that's just my nickname. I don't yeah, really he, have a degree. Gives him one of those Doc. pina coladas. Yeah, he just you know. <laughs> do you want any crushed up pills in your drink? You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of things. Yeah. Just, just what's up. Have some oh. Dramamine. He's like, I don't have any Dramamine. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, I got other. I got. I got. I got, I got some of that. Bottle. He got some of those Cosby pills in there, though. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, exciting and new. Uh, uh, Barney and Terry encounter each other in an elevator again. That's uh, elevators back. Elevator, same elevator. No, we were, but we weren't sure if that was a one episode elevator set. But I wonder so. if it still smelled like sausage. The Sausage King Probably. was in there. Well, at least it didn't break down. That would have been awkward. An ex, an ex married couple stuck in an elevator. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Hilarity. Uh, they spend the spend around bickering, bragging about their new significant others. They kind of just, it was just a, uh, you know what I mean? It was just like yeah. a setup, basically. Uh, this was the, this was them being the Lockhorns. Yes. This was them being, exactly. There was, it was just, a, it was a lot of like, you know, how'd you get here on your broom? Like, it was just like a lot of that stuff. You know? <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> great. Uh, Kelly asked Julie for some grown woman perspective about the opposite sex. And she asked her if she knew how to handle boys back when she was prepubescent. Uh, Julie said there's two types of boys. Some you learn to handle and some you never figure out. 
what did she say? Draw him out by asking him questions about himself, given that most guys thoroughly enjoy talking about themselves. So that's the advice that Julie's given out. I think it's funny that in the same episode that she's willing to leave her work, work, you know, her workstation for some dude completely unprofessional and completely like, you know, she should not be the one giving advice to a, a, a teenage girl on how to do what to do with a dude because she's not. But at least it's like age close. Like Julie's probably in her mid to late twenties. That's not crazy. Doc's a hundred years old and he's giving the same <laughs> advice that's to Bayo. That's true. The other thing about Julie that I noticed was she's wearing a turtleneck. I noticed that too. And that's why I brought up the Doc. Choice. Well, I thought if, if Doc's in shorts and short sleeves and all this stuff, she had a turtleneck and then something on People over were it. swimming. Like it's hot. I would assume it's a boat. Um, you're in the South Pacific. I mean, you're. So you know what I figured out though? Because mm-hmm. then later she's got a little dress on with a little thing. Jim Wright hickey machine. Oh, um, so that's that what happened. You gotta be professional. You could do whatever you want, but you got to keep that turtleneck covering things. So that's what happened. It's hard to be professional with Mr. Wright's leaving trash rashes all over your neck and arms and <laughs> <Sorry>. your back. <laughs> uh, so Graham tells Doc he keeps getting tongue tied around Kelly. Uh, he wants advice about what to say to her. Doc suggests he flatter her by telling her how nice she looks. Again, not very. Not very creepy on that. I thought that was decent. No, I was, I was, I had my backup for more creepiness. He I actually was waiting. Was probably fine, but that yeah. should have been go. That should have been Gopher. I agree. Oh, I agree. Call. Oh, that is a good call. Yeah, I feel like Gopher's sort of that. Like, well, he's a consistent. lot younger. He's a lot younger. And, and the other thing too is in some of the other episodes. Well, the first episode you saw a lot more with the crew. I mean, obviously, you see when this is a Julie heavy episode. Have we really seen the captain yet? He's only in one scene. Point? He's only in one scene. I don't the whole thing. Because it says starring and you have the cast of the love boat and then guest starring. But in these situations, it's like you don't. It's so well, I'll say it was focused so much on this. Loretta Swit, Robert Reed, like that. They had a lot of time, but it was odd that they didn't work in the captain in any other way. And maybe Especially that's after what happened last thing. week. Which, maybe that's just going to be a thing where there's not enough time for everybody but it is it is starting to become obvious that just because gavin mcleod's the captain of the boat doesn't mean he's the captain of the show he doesn't necessarily get a big meaty role every week so well if you had to say at this point who out of the crew is 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 the biggest driving force out of all julie i feel like julie's had the most to do consistently yeah yeah Cause she was like in a lot of the first episode. Cause she was like running errands for everybody and stuff like that. Well, she's she's clearly such a in good segue to the different stories. You know and what like I mean? Nobody, like the clipboard, like you right. can. And like nobody was in last week's episode really, but. Well, disturbing episode. I'm all right with it. I like Julie actually. <laughs> I think she's personable. Yeah. I think she's great. You know, I, I totally agree. Um, Doc, someone. Proudly, proudly says that he's somewhat of an authority on women, having been married four times. Now, we knew this. Episode one, he reveals that he's been married They're four hitting times. that joke hard. Somebody likes that joke. Yeah. But the other thing is, the other thing we learned is he said in episode one, been married four times, and he likes them big. Right. That, those are his words. He likes them big. Uh, so here's, he, here's the question, something mm-hmm. we should look for moving forward. Do you Single, think we big. need all four of the ex-wives? Hmm. 
the fact that they brought it up twice in three episodes leads me that you know what I mean. Maybe that's a, lot, it's a long time. They're you got two hundred and sixty more. Oh, see the lab. That's great. Oh, geez, Jamie, that's fantastic. <laughs> that would be great. That would be if, back, if that happens, you're coming back for that. That's <laughs> coming back. Oh, geez, that's great. Be like, guess what? Guess who's in the episode? They're all there. All right. Two oh. of my ex-wives are on the boat. Just wait. It's like one of those great. old uh, singing groups from the '60s and '70s that were all sisters. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like the Andrews sisters. Sisters. And you'd still get two more stories. You know what I mean? Like, good lord, yeah. that'd be a chock full. Uh, so four times, uh, and here we go. So Terry and Ron. Uh, arrive at the captain's table for dinner. I had a real issue with this scene too. Uh, they stopped short when they noticed that Barney and Judy have also been invited to in, been invited to dine with the captain. Number one, how do you get invited to have dinner with the captain out of all the people on the ship? You said that one, like they, he, you thought he knew it, money. Yeah. Do you think it's invite or do you think it's? Yeah, like, I definitely think. But do you think it's like request or something like that? Oh, uh, maybe you. Maybe it's about money, like you're saying, Jamie. Like part yeah. of the, part of the crew is dinner with the captain. You know, like uh, like a, a different tier. Like uh, you get ocean port window, whatever, yeah. and dinner with the captain. Dinner with the captain's dinner. Like well, some, gotta, it'd be I a big ass table, though. Whatever you're paying for it, it's too much because we've now seen two captain's dinners, and they're disasters. You never see food. Times. <laughs> they're just <And> awkward. <laughs> fights between ex-husbands and wives and i always feel really bad for the non-cast people that are at the dinner like the green family who's just sitting there and has no idea what's going on and they don't even know they're on camera you know what i mean people are just these people are just fighting each other and stubing's stubing's lost for a while too it took him like five minutes to understand what was happening here well, here's the thing. So Captain Stubing, Captain Stubing arrives and he asks Terry and Ron to take their seats. All right. Here's my issue. Specifically in boy, girl, boy, girl. Why yeah. didn't she just sit across? Because he didn't, you know, her husband was sitting on the end no matter what. There was two guys. Two guys. Oh, you're saying so sit next to Mr. Green on the other side. Right. Why did she have to sit there? Because she, she would didn't. have had her back to the camera then. That's probably why. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think that through. So do you think I'm better that, with that now? Yeah. Do you think that Julie, because I think we did determine one of Julie's roles is to book this captain's dinner. Yeah. And to Jamie's point, we think it's some sort of upper echelon tier. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm the captain, yeah. I want a little note card on each of these people that are coming to my table. Of course. You don't know who they are. And I sure as hell want to note that two of these people have been married before and the guy took a shot at her on the deck like an hour ago. <laughs> so, the other one was their marriage counselor. And like, right. Like, come on, give me something here. I'm not just going to, he's just walking in like, hi everybody. Are you trying out the amenities? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the, the only in episode one at the captain's dinner, like things were, were not going well. It was his ex-wife was there. Right. And he excused himself because he had other duties. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not eating dinner in there if I'm Captain Stewart. You know, I'm taking me and my <laughs> short jacket. I'm going to go have dinner somewhere else, man. Like, you know, uh, so that was sort of uh, an interesting one. The Captain's Dinner thing is funny to me. Now, now um, I'm excited to see if there's ever a regular Captain's Dinner where they just have a good time and, and it isn't it's fraught, just, fraught with drama. Well, plus, wouldn't you think the Captain's Dinner would have more than like 
seven seats to go with the captain? Like, wouldn't it be just this big, long, regal sort of table with like, you know what I mean? Especially if you're charging. I guess you're paying for the intimate experience. I guess. I I mean. Also, why would anyone want that? Right, right. I think it it includes a hug from the captain. It'll be some (laughs) weird like. This feels like a level, again, this is. (laughs) Cruise people, we need to find out if this is even really a thing. Met- but I, I, I think it sounds it like a level beyond what I would ever want to do anyway. It's like, it's bad enough. I have to be on this cruise. I have to right. eat dinner with strangers, which is awful. But then I got to eat dinner with the captain, who I guess is going to talk about being a captain. Because you know there's going to be one guy who's like really into captain oh, questions. God. Oh, it just sounds awful. I'm going to stump him with some sort of like nautical <laughs> geography <laughs> question. Yeah, but the, you know, the other thing I think of is like, I, I've been on a lot of flights, right? We take planes. You know, when they serve you dinner, I don't want to have dinner with the pilot, right? I don't want the pilot to go fly the plane, (laughs) i.e. captain of the ship. Go be the captain of the ship. What do you think? He ordered like two bottles of something. Like, are you drinking that, stupid? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I don't want to see you. Like, you're the captain. This isn't the Valdez. (laughs) Get get that bottle down, bud. Come on. (laughs) And that's the other thing we say. There's We have yet to see a set that's like the bridge. Like the where they steer the boat anything. or like anything. He's driving itself. For all we know, he steers it from the uh, captain's table. Because that's the only <laughs> place I've seen him, you know, or walking around with his short jacket on. And then this ends up being his only scene that's in it. the whole the whole story. Which was such a, but it, it just, it. I didn't think that was a worthwhile scene, to be honest with you. There was nothing. That felt like they had to get him in. Plus, right, they, had to, like, they had to have something to explain why the two couples were being more friendly. Ah, so fair enough. Ah, fair enough. So it was like that an agree. Yeah. Because he did that whole stupid the Huns and the ceasefire bit and all that stuff. So interesting. So Kelly is primping in her cabin after getting a note from Graham inviting her out to the lounge for an evening of G rated clubbing. <laughs> uh, you see her getting ready. Then you see Graham worrying about a pimple. Kitty assures him it looks like a freckle and no one will notice or care. Uh, he tells her check off, check off zit right there. You know, that's coming yeah. back around. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's, it's just waiting. Um, he tells her, she, he tells her, uh, he's too nervous to go through with the date. Uh, she sternly orders him to put his jacket on and head over to the lounge. Um, next scene, the two arrive at the lounge and get a table for two. Graham tries to look smooth by tipping Isaac, which is what seems like a crumpled tissue. Which was a weird sort of move. They, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, I get it. They're trying to portray the awkwardness. And this is exactly what two 12-year-olds going to a real restaurant would be. Sure. I don't think it was particularly interesting or anything. But it did occur to me that if I was, again, somebody on this boat, say I take my wife and I make a big deal. It's our anniversary. And I'm right. like talking about how how exclusive and romantic this is going to be. And then you look across and there's these two children having dinner at the exact same place that you are. It really takes the starch out of your fancy anniversary gift. Blow out that candle on your table. You know what I mean? This is, no rom- <laughs> this is not romantic anymore. This isn't, this isn't like, you know, friendly. Like, this is supposed to be high class. Well, I thought it was interesting is that there was an ashtray on the table. And when she was sort of uh, like, pick up fiddling with the ashtray. And I was like, then I was thinking, I, if this was really in 77, that whole lounge would have just been smoke-filled. Like, everybody uh-huh. would have been smoking. We haven't seen much smoking still. Which is, you know, that ship it would just be 
just unbelievable. It would just, that whole boat would smell like AC. You know what I mean? Just, oh. All right. So uh, as the adults get down and boogie on the dance floor, which they were getting down, by the way, uh, Kelly tries to initiate conversation by asking him questions about his interests, favorite classes. He just kind of gives her one word answers and then keeps on the, uh, you look nice tonight. Uh, Rule of three. They did it three times. They did it three times. Um, Kelly gets fed up with Graham's social stuntness and she's out of there. Flees to her cabin. He hates me. Flops onto her bed again, which is sort of weird because it's like, where's your dad? Where's a parent? It was just her and her 10 year old sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's just odd. Uh, All right. It's 2 a.m. before Jim can extract extricate himself from the life begins at 60 seniors uh invites julie to come back to his cabin with him again good Lord, yeah this julie. is this is where julie really drops the ball like you well it turns out julie has her own very nice room that they could yeah had. it was really nice or like there's got to be somewhere you can sneak into like there's got to be a ballroom or something that's not being used and she uh, you know walk and then why do you go in when you hear them from the outside, like don't go in because it's comedy gold. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> let's get those 60 year olds in there again. Oh. We paid for them. You know what I mean? Like I, I, there. I, I really, I really, I don't even like Jim, Wright. I really don't, I don't like care, but I hate those old people and that they're torturing this poor man. So. <laughs> like in your age, it shouldn't be licensed to act like, you know, you on 20, you know, it's, it's disappointing. It's it's funny because Julie says, I don't normally do this, which is such a cliche thing that like, she's not going there for a We Anyway, we know what's going on. They, I don't think they were pretending it was anything otherwise. No, no. You know, they weren't, they weren't gilding the lily there. So. Well, she'd been waiting all day. You know what I mean? She held out oh, for a long been a time. whole day. Yeah. She only got that hickey. So far. <laughs> Trash rash. Uh, so open the door to our group camped out on his floor, playing poker and smoking cigars. That with that whole, it, I get it, but yeah. it was just you know some some other bridge or some other obstacle to put in the way that you know, and I would love it if I don't think it happened, but if this came, this guy came back, you know what I mean? In, in an unrelated, not in a related episode, like two years from now, what a cool character to go back to. But I mean, maybe I guess it's possible. Like at some point, they'll want to have more of like a background stories for these guys so you could like have him be referenced as like if they mention him now no even just as my boyfriend that i'll go see like what are you doing for christmas julie i'm going to jim's you know now you have it where it's like a little more uh, so i wonder if they will well i mean they went into the you know the captain's like first marriage in the first episode to sort of give you a little more flavor on that and that's why it was so weird that to me that he had that one scene like the captain to me should, that's a beefy role. Like you got to, but it is what it is. Um, Terry admits to Ron that Barney is actually a nicer guy than she remembers. And Ron reminds her that they promised to meet up with Barney and Judy. Here we go in the bar in a few minutes to hang out unnecessarily. Uh, Terry says she wants to finish the chapter of the book she's reading and urges him to go ahead. I thought that was a weird move. Like if I'm somewhere like, no, I want to finish these pages. Like, do you think that book was supposed to be all the president's men? 
Why do you they say kept that? making weird references to the president and the executive and how hmm. much. it was odd. I didn't catch that. I got to go yeah. back and, and check that. Um, interesting. I just thought that was weird. Like uh, to me, if I'm him, I'd be like, well, wait, like, why would he, why would he owe it to them to be there? Yeah. If the glue of the thing was the, you know what I'm saying? Then why even, why even bought like, it's, I just felt like it was sort of a dick move to be like, Oh, I know we agreed to meet him there. I got only got 13 pages left. It wasn't even like, let me finish this page. She like bookmarked 13 pages to go back to. So I'm like, okay, I'll just wait. I, it was just a weird. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Especially okay. if you don't really know these people and the way you do know them is awkward. Right. Like yeah. well, and here's the thing is when they were on the on the main deck in the beginning, if 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 maybe if somebody's just this crazy avid reader, maybe it makes sense. But when she was on the deck before, she didn't have a book. You know what I mean? So it was sort of inconsistent. Oh, you're so sucked into this book that you didn't have in your hand till now. You think this was the long con all along? You know what's up. You know what's up. She's feeling what he's feeling. You know and what I mean? Knew, who knows you better than your than your ex-wife, right? Yes. Like so. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, that's a long game. Not that. I mean, I respect her. Don't hate the player. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so Julie makes an announcement over the PA system that a game of jackpot bingo. Anybody remember the prize, the money amount? Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Thousand bucks for the bingo. Uh, Ron and Judy get excited and head over the games room because they love bingo. Uh, disinterested, Barney said he'll pass and will instead stop by Terry's ca- or he'll wait for Terry here. Is what he said. He didn't say I'm going to stop by her cab and see what's up. I'll wait for her here. Did you, um, for a second, I thought that um, Richard Mulligan was going to end up with Julie. That's what, that's or what not I Julie, thought. whatever her name is. Well, remember that last, mm-hmm. the scene with the cabs, like it just seemed, I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah. That's probably that's, what happened. There was some weird stuff going that's on. That's why they didn't win the bingo because they were occupied otherwise. I bet you there was a pineapple on that door, like an upside down pineapple. <laughs> you know what's going on. And then next cruise. Why are you guys so, always on cruises together? Oh, so pineapple. when um, they all get the same drink. Right. Three yeah, of them whiskey sour. A whiskey sour. And I think I thought I knew what a whiskey sour was, but I definitely did not. Do you know what a whiskey sour is? I don't. I assumed it was whiskey and sour mixed, but I assume that's not the case. Traditional whiskey sour is made with whiskey, lemon juice, sugar, and an egg white. The egg white adds a creamy, rich flavor and a frothy texture to the surface, which is fun to drink. Thanks, Internet. So that sounds like a terrible boat drink to have in the sun. (laughs) Who wants cold egg whites in the sun? Frothy. They must be moving them pretty quick because Isaac came right back with those babies. So they probably have them pre-made. Can you imagine the vomit from that if you oh, overdid it on whiskey sours? Awesome. All no the, wonder, all the no wonder Robert Reed is on a trot. He's all liquored up on creamy spring whiskey. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I had yeah. no idea. What a weird. I'm assuming that the first thing that came up in the Google search I did is correct. So, well, maybe, who, no knew Isaac, who thought Isaac would have like eggs in his like bar prep over yeah. ice? You know what I mean? Uh, eggs like, it's just odd yeah that's just so funny i just oh egg, yeah eggs as a base of a drink you've heard of is weird that's really weird not I not a like, fan 
I felt like this entire show was like kind of in that mode of like what eggs too? Like just like everything's like, wait, what? He's gonna point a gun at her head or like <laughs> why are why are they doing that? Well, and it's like, funny too. It's it's I, I bet you some of those things weren't like a maybe the gun well, I think the gun thing is universal no matter what year it is. Like, damn, he's pointing a gun at his ex. But I but I wonder if the drink the drinks, like those type of things, I, I wonder if it's because it was the seventies, like it was just like Oh, oh yeah. that's a very 70s sounding drink. Like oh, yeah. just this decadent, yeah. unnecessary, like, oh yeah, let's put an egg in it. It's healthy. Yeah, that's odd. Or it's, fun just, to, it's fun to drink. I just wouldn't think it would taste very good. No. Like no. if it's just for like texture. Well, like I enjoy whiskey as much as anybody, but I don't want to have it in the hot sun probably on a boat. I'm probably yeah. drinking fun drinks, not frothy whiskey with egg in it. So well, who's what pina colada makes sense, right? Well, it's dangerous though. Well, they are right. dangerous. One, they are dangerous. Maybe two. <laughs> Unless Isaac's using like raw egg froth in that one too. Like he's got oh, his own spin. It's all the same drink. Ugh, they have egg, one drink. Egg, here. An egg colada. Just <laughs> ugh. it's all yolks. It's what we do with all the yolks. We put them in our coladas. <laughs> Five yolks per colada. Uh, that's why it's dangerous. That's why it's dangerous. It's the uh, what is it? The uh, salmonella or any of that stuff. Yeah. Stay away from the PCs, the, you know what I mean? Eat, shoot, and don't get you. <laughs> Damn egg yolks and rum will. <laughs> oh, looks like holiday sauce. Doesn't even look like oh. a pina colada. <laughs> oh. oh, God. All right. Uh, Barney, okay, Barney goes, you know, and goes to Terry's room, which I thought was a little much. Like, why didn't he just wait for her? Because it had been a half hour. Why would he care? He doesn't even like her. He's getting like, sour. This, this is even he's better. Sours in the hot sun. Plus, you know why. Well, you know. You, yeah. you, they both knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, probably, mm-hmm. that jacket is friggin' awesome. I had a question about the jacket too. How did, I wonder how how they kept things from getting wrinkled. Like everyone always had a blazer or like polyester. a shirt, and like polyester yeah. didn't wrinkle. I don't think so. It's just that that it's just flat like a board. I didn't think about that. Perfect. The perfect suit. Yeah, no kidding. I, I love that jacket. I would wear that jacket every day if I had that jacket. That jacket was was slick. It'd be weird to wear it working from home, but I would still wear it every day. Yeah, got dressed for the job you want. I would just accidentally turn my camera on during meetings just so people could see that. Oops. <laughs> no pants. Jacket shirt. Just, just log I'm on. Sorry. I'm sorry, client. What's your problem? Is it how good this jacket looks? <laughs> be like, hey, just wanted to share my drip. And then you're just out. Shoes. How much is your fit? Well, shoes are about 60. Shorts. Buh, 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 buh. You know, they do those videos. Jackets, $1,400. Yep. <laughs> they brought up Chanel number five again. That's two weeks in a row. They, of did. Chanel number they five. did. Product placement. Yep. Uh, so she apologized for being late, got distracted while brushing her hair. Barney's just gazing at her and says it was worth the wait. So you know, her soft hair. <laughs> I gotta, I'm just gonna say this I, I would bet money that Loretta Swift's hair, Loretta Swift's hair was not soft. Like it no. did not. It's got a stroll, it's got a stroll look to it. It just screamed pool brush to me. You know what I mean? Just a very bristly and full of spray, like not a soft helmet. This- this felt mm-hmm. like they got to it a little fast. So I guess I the alcohol so. was maybe a little bit, but she was 
she wasn't fighting it she either. She wasn't drinking whiskey no. sours. Right. She was reading a book. Yeah. So I felt like and I know they tried to great. retcon it at the end with like, oh, it had to happen and all that stuff. But I don't know. I think I needed like a couple more, couple more things in there to make that legit. I agree. So. I agree. Uh, just she notices uh, that he's wearing the plaid jacket she gave him for Christmas. Uh, when she asks him to help her with her zipper, he gets a whiff of her perfume. Boom. Yeah, I mean, these are all moves. Uh, and recalls that she was wearing it the night they first met. You know, it goes down. <laughs> Barney, it goes down. They have relations. Infidelity boat. Infidelity. My favorite way of uh, people indicating that they just had sex, the, all right, it's time to get dressed again. <laughs> <laughs> It's this universal, like, yeah, and it's always like in order because he's getting his shirt on last. Like, it's not like him hopping around one shoe. Like, Mm -hmm. very impressive flex, though, by Barney. He's like, We've been here for over an hour. Like, okay, Barney, we get it. We know how long you've been. Settle down. It's all that egg (laughs) protein. All that egg. He's all fired up. (laughs) <laughs> like a shake. <laughs> funny. Who knew egg whites were like the uh, the Viagra of the seventies? You know it's what I like mean? Rocky. It's like he was basically That's drinking a was. Rocky drink. Yeah. He didn't even want to date that girl at the pet store. He had no choice. He was all hopped <laughs> up on egg whites. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jim staggers into the lounge and finds Julie seated at the bar. This is the iced tea scene. Grumbles about you know being run ragged. Uh, that's when Isaac is uncomfortably close to her face. Uh, the iced tea gets cut short. Here we go. Senior storm in playing bagpipes. Here we go. What a what a jerk move, man! Like take that rifle out. Who's packing yeah. bag? But you know what? You can't bring bagpipes. You can't bring a knife on a plane. No. You can't bring bagpipes on a boat that I can't get off of. Unless this is like a Scottish cruise, I get that. But like, yeah. aside from that, it it was There's so over no the way top. that actor was Scottish either. That was like, oh, top of the bar already to you. Like, get out of here! Like, just over the top, just terrible. Uh, over by the pool, uh, Kitty. Okay, here we go. This is a good one. Kitty admonishes Graham for acting like such a, basically a jerk in front of Kelly. Um, He's acting like a socially inept 12-year-old boy. Uh, Now, during the scene, uh, she orders, you see the Boilermaker coming to her on the poolside. Uh, She takes this drink. She pours it into her soup bowl. (laughs) Her piping hot bowl of soup. Her piping hot (laughs) bowl of soup. Uh, and begins drinking it like that. And I thought I, I had a thing that I remembered uh, in late 2014 was the soup loves incident. Uh, Mike Robertson was with me. I immediately, there was a woman eating soup or she was about to eat oh, soup. God, she ordered soup yeah. at, a, at a bar. This was bizarre. And she puts on f- gloves. She put on leather gloves, leather gloves, like driving leather gloves, gloves. like yes. driving gloves, like with the knuckles out. <sighs> That's a fucking pro. That's what I'm saying. She put them on. Then she started eating her soup. And I'm like, Mike, this this woman just put, you know, gloves on. I said, I really want to try to get a picture. But it was awkward. It was awkward. So I'm lining it up. So it's like Mike's sort of aligned up. But I'm sort of like right as I hit the picture, she looks up. In the picture, she's looking right into the thing. (laughs) Knows that I was soup gloving. Get that soup glove picture. I felt. 
So is that weird? Yeah. I forgot about that. So is yeah. that weirder than somebody dumping a beer into their soup? I don't know. I don't know. I, I apples and oranges. <laughs> why? Did, I don't know why she did it. Why did she just drink it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like you're. I mean, you're not hiding it from anybody. Plus, as we've established, everybody is just rocked on this boat. Like every well, maybe, maybe somebody tried to. Maybe somebody warned her. Like yeah. maybe it's like you're making a scene. Please don't drink anymore. And she's like, "Oh, not." Are they blur, blur, you know? her? Well, you know, I maybe that's the only way she can. Maybe, maybe that's the only way she can get up, get high now. <laughs> that's like, it. Unless that bowl was full of like crushed pharmaceuticals. You know what like, I mean? What? She's just making a little soup. You know, it's like that crusty episode where he's like, "The only way I can get to even is like it's like children's Tylenol." And like, <laughs> So that was uh, an interesting scene. But again, soup, hot soup on the deck of a boat in yeah. the Gulf of Mexico seems ill-advised. Maybe it maybe it was like, uh, what's that soup that they have? Like, yeah, maybe it was like that. Or maybe hmm. it was like a, a, a bisque, Borscht. you know what I mean? Or a cold, like maybe it was like a cucumber soup or it's like a cold soup. There's no way that old British lady is great with cucumber soup. I mean, whatever soup it was, whatever she's eating, whatever bowl, they served when they started bombing the, you know, in thirty nine. Like she's she's eating like Churchill soup. She still keeps her butter papers. You know what I mean? Like that lady's saving stuff. She knows. No, but it I'm does saying, seem it, like a, it does seem like a lot for just having. You could just have beer and soup. You don't need to like. You're not say. Are you saving? I guess you're saving time. Well, you're not really padding. It's not like soup's gonna like absorb you with all the liquor you're drinking. Yeah. Maybe the few crackers. But I'm saying is no matter what kind of soup was in that bowl, whatever she was the way she was drinking that after, oh. like pea soup remnants with a shot and it'd be like oh. how many like soups committed. how many soups existed in nineteen seventy seven? Like it's all the basic right. ones, right? It's just Campbell's. Yeah, like chicken noodle, yeah, you're tomato. Not having fun soups. That's it. That's yeah. it. Like That's farming. before soup was a thing. I think right. I don't think there's a lot of big soups out there. It would be funny if it was actually not soup. It was just other booze. It was. Oh, the, so that's just it was the whiskey cool. sours. That's why it was so thick. Oh, <laughs> Oof. Oof. I'm be haunted by that. Mm. Um. So she's talking to both Graham and Kelly. Uh, hands her. The two are green, grinning. They, the end of the scene basically ends where Kelly and Grammar, they seem to be getting along again. They're communicating. Great. This wasn't doing Scott it for Bayo. me. Because No, it wasn't either. Because it's Scott Bayo. It's like this kid doesn't. He pro He's probably. You know, I, I don't want to say anything. To about it. <laughs> it was it was just that that just felt like a very I get what they were going for. It just didn't. Maybe it was the sheer strength of Robert Reed in this episode. That everyone else wilted around the the absolute power of his performance. Well, the, the I did not storylines were. I frankly didn't like either kinda, other storylines. I, I thought either. they were kind of weak. I didn't either. Um, uh, Terry and Barney get dressed after their impromptu making love session. Um, making whoopee. Making whoopee. <laughs> uh, she says now realize she now realizes that the anger she's been feeling for him was actually leftover passion Horn, horniness and and you her husband just gave her the past too in a weird non-pass sort of way so weird like and he almost create how many he created this opportunity or i'll go play bingo you go ahead and then for for an hour like wouldn't you 
I'm yeah, just how saying. Does bingo, how long does bingo take? What's it? B-I-N-G-O. Boom. You know what I mean? There's five. I'm done. Bingo. I don't know. How long can it last? He's probably into it, though. He's, he's like, yeah. oh, tell me about it later. He's got his own dauber. Those people used to bring their own treasure trolls. Like, uh, People get into some bingo, man. Um, it's not with that whole post-coital. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's what you think, right? It's like, oh, did we make a mistake? No, you're a terrible person. Yeah, blah, you're blah, blah, just, blah. it just was, uh, yeah. Um, the two concurred that when things between them were good, they were very, very good, but very, very bad when they were bad. And agree they both like and hate each other at the same time. It's like flying a plane. Doesn't Apparently. really matter. If you're good most of the time. So. You're good, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Uh, above deck Graham admits to Kelly that he's been acting so damn weird around her because it makes him she makes him nervous. Then he asked her if she's ever kissed anyone. I can't oh, just says she has in an envo. You know, they go for the smooch. I will say his outfit in this, he had a like a matching sweatsuit, off brand, not Adidas, two stripe, which God only knows what that is, like pro wings. So he had like a thing. He would he was dressed to to his part. And when I say that is he had a gold chain. With with a with with a cross, he had a full on sweatsuit. I'm just saying, I, I think that he was playing Scott Bayo was playing Scott Bayo. That's all I want to say about that. Um, Julie spots Jim dancing with an old lady and cuts in, steers steers him over to a table and admonishes him for standing her up at dinner. He explained that he got in roped into playing ping pong with the life begins at sixty. When he leans in for a long-awaited smooch, one of the seniors marches over and forcibly drags Jim on the dance floor again. Like it's, bunch of a holes, man. It's diabolical at that point. They're almost waiting. They're like, oh no, 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 no. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, he's gonna grab him, grab him. They're just they're awful people, and they all they all should be thrown in in some sort of re- like one of those homes where they they beat up the elderly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very specific type of assisted living facility. Uh, Yeah, that's funny. What about just Um, off with just them, just the elderly going around and causing chaos in different scenarios? Oh God, that would be the worst. Like a prank show, (laughs) like them just popping up, ruining dates all over. I I really didn't. I actually genuinely did not like those people. And they, I, I don't think they had a redeemable moment at the end either. I don't think that I don't think they they cleared it by saying they were going to die soon. I like how much yeah. you have. Yeah, I'm very upset. I appreciate very that. upset. <laughs> uh, hours later, an exhausted Jim stops by Julie's cabin in a last ditch effort. Uh, Julie invites him in and offers to fix him a drink. And as she's doing that, she's like, "You know, I really wanted to get to know you." Blah 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 blah. She turns around. He's fast asleep on her bed. So that was booze, right? In that colander. Oh, colander. I uh, think so. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Carafe. Sorry. Carafe. Yeah. Until I get it right. Yeah. Schmancy like crystal. Those were decanter. Heavy heavy pours. It was just straight whatever it was. Yeah. She put. I don't know. She put ice in it. Like it's like so. What drink is this, Julie? This is the sledgehammer. This is you know, this is shut up. This yeah, is okay. shut up. My name's Julie. But know? like you said, this was Jim's last ditch. This should have been their first ditch. Julie's got a very nice room that yeah, has to be. You got to assume the crew rooms are off limits, probably hidden away. I would think 
private. Like these olds aren't going to know how to find this mm-hmm. guy. No. And, and every hallway shot looks the same because it's the same hallway they shoot for every shot. So <laughs> if that's any indication on how confusing those hallways must be, they'd never find especially it. Especially to an old person. How did right. they find Jim's room? Like shenanigans on that. Uh, Terry thanks Ron for urging her to confront Barney about her unresolved anger <laughs> and tells him, I love you very much. He hugs her back and says the creepy, that's all you have to say. So he knows, right? Of, of course. He just doesn't want to hear the words, but he he's knows. in the business. He yeah. He gave her a green light. Which means he probably hooked up with uh, Judy. Yeah. He just had her, that. That was his whole mission after swingers. all. Yeah. yeah, they're just swingers. No offense, Swit, but like this younger one's more of a looker. No offense. You know what I mean? Just preference. So plus it's like if you're a marriage counselor, you're always looking for the next one, right? Like oh God. He's, he's not quitting his job. Because if you're a good marriage counselor, they don't come back. That's a good point. No money in that. No. Mm-mm. He's bad by design. You know what I mean? He wants your marriage to break up. And then he's gonna then he's gonna feast. Yeah, every rent. day when he starts, he goes, <laughs> every day. He's like, Who, whose marriage am I gonna wreck today? He paid uh, for he paid for his ex to be on that cruise. Oh, yeah. his total setup. Hey, you guys want a cruise? Come on. That's brilliant. See, that is brilliant. He set the whole thing up. I know what you need. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll close this chapter one way or another, you know. <laughs> Good lord. I don't want to hear about this guy anymore. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I, I bet you the girl was involved too. You know what I mean? Somehow yeah. like, let's go play bingo. You know, cause that's, yeah. And that's an anthropologist. She's into those old Richard Mulligan bones. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Uh, Terry. Thanks, Ron. Okay. We talked about that. And he whispered. That's all you have to say. Um, Graham tells Kelly, moving on to that, that yesterday was the greatest day of his life and that he wants to see her after the cruise. As the two bid each other goodbye, Kelly says, I love you. Graham freaks out and he goes back and does that weird. Igor. Like, yeah, like slow it down, Kelly. Slow it down with this yeah. guy. I love you. It's like you're on a path to nowhere if you're throwing him out this quick. You know, to be fair, she sounded like she wasn't, she wasn't, I don't think she really had a grasp of what that meant when she was no. saying it. No. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Very relatable like, character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like the, the, oh, that's a rough one. Oh. That's a rough one. Oh. Do you think uh, I, hmm. I'm always amazed when they are able to find each other on this giant boat? Like, how does he locate her? They don't phones. They didn't make any prearrangements. He doesn't go to their room. They're just on the deck. Like, are you just like running around looking for a small child when you're Scott Bayo? I, I tell you what, I, I kind of relate it to like, if you live on like an army base, right. And in, in a small neighborhood in an army base. And I knew a, a really cute girl when I was in like seventh grade that lived like a block and a half away. Right. So I just trolled the neighborhood on my bike, just slowly riding by. You know, he's just like walking. You know what I mean? So he's, he's taking not like, like nine laps on the deck of this. Yeah, boat. that's what oh, I'm saying. He's just, I ran into again. Oh, I that's why again. he's wearing his sweatsuit. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know. Oh, you know. Well, did I walk by your house seventy five times? You know what I mean? Not like uh, 
Well, think about what what is there. I wonder on a ship, especially this one. What is it for a kid to do on the on a nineteen seventies cruise? Honestly, like what? I mean, that pool probably is doing a lot, a lot of the lifting. I agree. Uh, uh, Julie and Jim gazed at each other, lamenting that many missed opportunities. Uh, and you know, and they couldn't, you know, life begins at sixties, basically screwed it up for him. Uh, Jim tells Julie, I'd love to see her in LA. She says, a okay with that. Um, which blows up the whole plot, honestly. Well, she also reminds him that they still have 30 minutes before the ship docks too. So make it a little Keep it in your pants, Julie. But it's like the whole thing is like the, this should have either been, they knew each other from before and they, this is the only time they had yeah. and they kept getting foiled. Or he was like shipping out somewhere. Yeah. And there was like in a hard day. They can go to dinner that night. Yeah. Absolutely. So the urgency is, is a, it's, the, the, they needed something else there. So, uh, yeah. And she also said they still have 30 minutes, you know, which is a little, I know I said that, but it's just weird. Um, as they lean in for a smooch, here they come again. Those oh. SOBs back again. They wander over to apologize for monopolizing Jim's time. Um, and basically the argument was we just have less time on the planet than you do. So it gives us license to, it, that's really not an apology, is it? No, no, just an admission of selfishness. Right. Were yeah. we dicks? Yeah. 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 Because we have less time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's nothing like reassuring about that statement. And so like, glad I, you had this realization as we're getting off the boat. Like you could have yeah. had that realization two days ago. That's just, uh, and then, and then, like I said, they just stand there for their last scene. Like the one woman's in the shot. Yeah. Like go away. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Oh, uh, so they leave that Jim tells Julie he needs to get the group ready to go ashore, but promises to be in touch. So we'll see. What do you, what do you we'll think? See. What are the odds that we, no. we hear? I don't think we see him again, but what are the odds that we hear Jim Wright reference mm. to as a Julie off-screen boyfriend? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. What kind, of odds, what, what kind of odds is Vegas giving on that? Yeah, we gotta like, make a phone call. <laughs> but I'm um, gonna say five to one. All right. Yeah. I mean, because so twenty percent chance that his name gets dropped here. In the next the things that happen in threes to the things they keep saying: the Doc being married four times, the Gopher name, the aft using it's, like it's a terms. cheap, it's a cheap little thing that you can get in. Just reference like. Uh, yeah, me and me and Jim are going to my parents for Thanksgiving or something like that. Oh, it's getting right, serious. Right. Oh, serious as a can on a boat, you know. Like yeah. That. No. Look at you. Just yeah. writing it down. <laughs> uh, Julie asked Kelly how her cruise went. Kelly tells her that Graham falls into the category of guy you never figure out. A few seconds later, she spots him a few levels down after he's gotten off the ship, and he yells, the thing you said, I do too. Great. Classic. Great. That's great. Liar. And that's actually that is the last time he said I love you to anybody until he was 50 years old. So. <laughs> yeah, Nicole Eggert was begging for that. <laughs> uh, Ron says goodbye to Barney and Judy, and the couples wish each other good luck before accidentally splitting up in the wrong configuration. The four yeah. chuckle heartily. That wasn't an accident, by the way. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't all get in the same cab. You know what I'm saying? I would watch. I would watch. I would watch a movie of those four in some sort of like swinger. Why not? Awkward, like rental hotel for a week or something like that. They, they had good chemistry, all of them. I think that uh, mm -hmm. maybe Mike Brady would just like the opportunity, you know, <laughs> you don't even put the acting down. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying like, I don't, 
he's like, no, 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 no. We can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that was I'm a one I, woman. I, I guess that was that was the button of the yeah. of the of the thing, which was sometimes the epilogue goes long, and sometimes it's literally just yeah, it was something it was, to get. There's always a cab, but like there's always know. a cab. But again, in that last scene, it. He put the scoot suitcase in the front seat on there. It was so weird to me. Like instead of popping the trunk, maybe um, people and again, hmm. were trunks different in the seventies and cabs. I, I thought they were just bigger. Yeah, if anything. Yeah, I used to hear about people going to like a drive-in movie and like putting people in their trunk. Well, sure. maybe that's what it is. Maybe the guy had just come back from the drive-in movie. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. What's playing in seventy-seven? He's probably seen Star Wars. That's probably Jaws. You know what I mean? Close Encounters, all those, all those wonderful things. <laughs> a lot of classics out there. So, so that is, uh, that's episode three. In a so, nutshell, um, our current King of the Mountain is the first episode. Jamie, this will be hard because I assume you haven't seen the first two. But um, we are basically trying to decide on the fly what is the best episode of all time by comparing the current champion to the episode we just watched. Um, so, Mike, I will say that this is definitely not the best episode because I think what I've started to learn is there's three storylines in every one and you probably have to have all three be decent to good for it to actually be the best episode. And in mm. my opinion, this was a one storyline show, which was good. I thought that was as good as it w- of any of them, but these are, I did not care about the, the, uh, the kids and I certainly didn't care about the olds. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say no, as far as winning this week, this is still episode one is the champion for me. I would agree with you. Although this episode had that love boat, had that love boat feeling, you know what I mean? Like lots of sort of turns. And again, one, one strong storyline does not make the greatest episode of the love boat ever. And I, and I do go back to episode one because of the strength of all three storylines. I agree with you. Episode and it's one hard is when like Stubing's not even in it, really. Right. That'd be weird right. for that to be the best, the best I, episode. I will say though, is coming off of last episode where they portrayed Stubing in that really awkward, creepy sort of way. I, at least I was glad that he wasn't just comedy relief. Yeah. Like I, I still think like, yeah, he's the cat. I just think they should still show some respect to him as far as the storylines <laughs> and not. So last it, week, it even it makes last week's episode even more abrupt that he was just some horn dog. Yeah, he was all horn dog. He was week. just trying yeah. to like just cornering John Ritter dressed as a redhead in his cabin, like all these crazy. All right, I, I, I think I might need to watch. Yeah, yeah I got you. I got yeah, you. I feel like, I feel I like so. we're really gonna make people watch episodes because <laughs> it's hard to explain it it is <laughs> properly. <hard> to explain. <laughs> It is hard to explain. So that is episode three. Only 260 episodes left. And let me ask you on a cruise. That's our problem. Last one to be on. That is the goal. (laughs) I think the last one, try to get every guest we've ever had. On one cruise. On one cruise. Oh my God. What a, what a, what a treat that will be for other people. We will be the olds playing the bagpipes. We would be the olds. olds. And I'd give that whole speech. I just have less time than you. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, I want or... <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. I, I think it would be a, yeah, let's get on a cruise, man. Look, if, if you, if you would like to be a guest on the love boat project, please feel free to email at the love boat project at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, love boat project, YouTube, love boat project as well. Uh, 
Jamie, thank you so much for being our very first guest. Um, I really appreciate it. And it was so good to, uh, haven't seen you in, in a bit and it's always a, it's great to have a chance to get to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I agree. And thank you, Mike's for, uh, for having me. And, um, it's always good to, to talk with friends. I agree. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition. We will see you soon. Thanks, everybody.